Well, hello and welcome. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Reverend Cassandra Ray, the spiritual director of the Center for Spiritual Living White Rock. We are an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality based in the lower mainland of British Columbia, Canada. We practice and teach spiritual tools for transformation, for authentic self-expression and conscious living. So wherever you are on your path, whether you're struggling or soaring, there is a place for you here and I am so glad that you've joined us today. And so as we begin, I would like to acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish First Nations, including Kwikwetlem, Tsleil-Waututh, and Stalo Nations. So now let us ground ourselves and our time together in truth and love. I invite you to close your eyes or just turn your attention inward and taking a breath. And recognizing that that is the breath of life itself, the infinite, the source of everyone and everything moving in through and as the body. I know that this one source, that it is pure, unconditional, deep and abiding love. That it is inherently whole and healing that it moves through everyone and everything, expanding and expressing, and that its natural state is harmony and wholeness. And so I just recognize that this, this one mind, this one life, this one power, that it is mine this day, that it is moving through me. And as such, from this place of oneness, I harness this power and I speak a word on behalf of each and every one here, a word of wholeness and love, that there is this divine life living at the center of each one of us, naturally expanding and expressing into an expression of authentic purpose and connection. That this one infinite power is moving each one of us into the right and perfect path that expresses the highest vision of each one of us. So just recognizing that the truth of each one is health and wholeness, is prosperity and abundance, and that there is a presence of peace at the center. So no matter what is happening on the outside, in this thing called life, that on the inside, there is a part, a place in each one of us that knows. So may this time together be an opening to that knowing, an experience of that love. I am so grateful for the ability to connect, to be together, to reach out and hold one another, even if through Zoom, that this holding, this container that it moves each one of us in the exact right and perfect open-hearted way that clears the mind and sets each one of us on a trajectory of magnificence oh how good it is to be together in love in truth i simply release these words back into that infinite mind that always says yes knowing 
that it is already done, I step fully into its perfect expression, letting it be. And so it is. So when you go swimming, kind of shifting gears here, when you go swimming, do you jump right on in with your whole body? Or do you go slowly letting your body acclimate as you go? Or maybe you don't even like to swim. <laughs> maybe you like to sit in the shade with a book and an ice chest full of refreshing drinks. And no matter what your preference, uh, today we are diving into the deep end together with our full bodies. <laughs> And I'm, I'm inviting you to jump on in with me. I know that, that um, this might be too soon for some of you. Like you might not know me very well or might, you might just be meeting me for the first time. But man, Archbishop Desmond Tutu and Reverend Umfo Tutu Van Firth, they were not messing around when they wrote the Book of Forgiving. This is our book of the month for February. And for the past two weeks, we've been walking the fourfold path for healing, the fourfold path for healing ourselves and our world. So now I invite you to take a deep breath and hold my hand as we jump right on in. And don't worry, because I will offer you life buoys along the way, okay? So here we go. Uh, I have a really interesting question to ask you right off the top. Do you want peace or do you want the veneer of peace? Whew. Do you want to genuinely feel peaceful or do you want to appear peaceful? Man. These are powerful questions and, and guess what? The difference between genuinely peaceful versus appearing peaceful is forgiveness. And forgiveness is the third step on the fourfold path. And at this stage, you are at a crossroads and you must choose. Will I forgive? Will you forgive? And if you aren't ready to forgive, and it is okay if you're not, then you simply go back to the first two steps, telling the story and naming the hurt. And you can watch my last two talks or listen to my last two talks to get some help there. Until you're ready for forgiveness, until you're ready to say yes to it. And I'm going to give you four reasons why you wanna say yes to forgiveness. And I'm gonna give you two questions to ask yourself so that you know when you have forgiven. That's today. So you might wanna grab a pen and paper, your journal or a document so that you can, can get those down for yourself. And the key, the key to the first two steps of telling the story and naming the hurt is actually being witnessed. So you might have been trying to do those steps kind of on your own in your journal, which is a great place to start. 
but in order for you to fully be ready to forgive, you actually must be witnessed in telling the story and naming the hurt. This is part of our infinite connection. Just like we need to be in relationship with others in order to know ourselves fully, we must be witnessed in our healing. You can't actually do this on your own. You must be heard and held in the telling the story and naming the hurt. And this is a special kind of being seen and heard. It's not your average every day. The healing version of being seen and heard is someone must give you their unconditional attention without agenda. They must be willing to listen to you only so that you will be known and understood. This isn't about solving a problem or making, or even making you feel better. It's not even about that. Although you often will feel better when you've been seen and heard, that's not the intention. It's about being with you right where you're at, no matter how you feel. And the fourfold path is a masterclass in being human and being connected. You see, while you are the only one who can decide whether or not you will forgive, you cannot walk the healing path of healing by yourself, the fourfold path of healing by yourself. So why do we risk our vulnerability? Because it leads us to acceptance, choice, and freedom. And lots of us, especially spiritual, optimistic, positive folks like us, want to kind of like leap over our pain in pursuit of inner peace. But when you don't walk the, the, all of the steps, when you don't walk all of the steps of the forgiveness cycle, you establish a veneer of peace. And the authors describe the veneer of peace as more of an uneasy truce rather than a genuine forgiveness. So today we're going to kind of parse out the difference. You know, what does that feel like? How do we know? And I'll tell you what, when we do jump over the pain in order to have peace, even if it's kind of like a shutting down or shutting off kind of peace, that, that's what we call spiritual bypass. When you avoid the hard because you want to have peace, that's spiritual bypass. But once at least one other person has witnessed you tell the story and name the hurt, then you must decide for yourself, will you forgive? And I'm going to, I encourage you to choose forgiveness for four reasons. And the first one is on page 121. And they write, we choose forgiveness because it is, because it is how we find freedom and keep from remaining trapped in an endless loop of telling our stories and naming our hurts. It is how we move from victim to hero. Hmm. So choosing forgiveness requires us to stop telling the story and start telling a new one. More on that a little bit later. But if you want freedom from past hurts, regrets, and grudges, then it's time to forgive. 
we also choose forgiveness as an expression of our oneness. This is the second reason to forgive, and it's on page 125. We're able to forgive because we're able to recognize our shared humanity. We're able to recognize that we are all fragile, vulnerable, flawed human beings capable of thoughtlessness and cruelty. We also recognize that no one is born evil and that we are all more than the worst thing we have done in our lives. We are all more than the worst thing we have done in our lives. I definitely know that I want that to be true for myself, that I am more than the worst thing I've done. And when I can tap into that desire for myself, I can begin to see that of, of someone who's harmed me. And I, I must admit that, you know, when I've been harmed by someone, I often want to stay in a superior place. Like I would never, or how could they? We talked a lot about this last week. But remembering our shared humanity brings me back into connection rather than division. And demonizing the other one actually keeps me stuck in victimhood. And I will tell you that I have started to, when I look at my own life, I, the, the benefit of staying stuck in victimhood is that I can like, it's a really good excuse for me not to put myself out there. Like if I'm a victim, you know, then it's all their fault that I'm not X, Y, or Z. Right. And that, that again, leads to like this, like illusion of safetyness, but it also keeps us trapped in our smallness. And I want you to live large and I want to live large. I want to live into our expansiveness. So are you willing to let go of making them wrong so that you can hold them accountable and free yourself at the same time. Because yes, you are more capable of holding people accountable when you do not demonize them. When you don't make them wrong, bad, evil, and wrong, you're actually more capable of holding them accountable. So we can choose forgiveness so that we can stop trying to change the past and instead create a new future. You feel this shift? Stop trying to change the past and instead create a new future. And there are many, many personal stories shared throughout the book, uh, the book of forgiving. One of them is of Kia Sher. And in 2008, Kia's husband and daughter they were visiting Mumbai when there was a terrorist attack and tragically, both of them were killed. And Kia tells the story and talks about her process in the book. And here's a portion of what she says on page 124, let me get there. Now here's a woman whose husband and daughter, 13 year old daughter were killed. This does not mean agreement with or any kind of pardoning or condoning of the action that hurt me. It simply means acceptance of the reality of the situation and letting go of the incident which cannot be changed. 
Once I accepted that my husband and daughter had been killed by terrorists, I could move forward to heal. This acceptance brought me to an inner peace that cannot be shattered. Within this peace is the essence of, of a humanity we all share. It's a choice I make every day. This infinite connection of all humanity. This is the source of Kia's peace in one of the most worst things that could happen to a mom and a wife. Kia went on to co-found an organization called One Life Alliance because she needed to create something meaningful out of tragedy. One Life Alliance is an organization dedicated to raising the world's peace index. Her life is now dedicated to making sure that there are less and less terrorists harming people. So we choose to forgive for freedom, for oneness, for connection, and for acceptance. But how do we know, how do you know when you've truly forgiven? And I'm gonna give you two questions you can ask yourself. On page 129, Oh, I, I wrote 129, but it's actually on 128. On page 128, you know you have forgiven when you wish the other person well. And if you can't wish them well, you at least no longer wish them harm. As we have said, there is freedom in forgiveness. And when you feel this new freedom, you know you have truly forgiven. Ooh, to be free of the heaviness. Yes. So here is the first question. Do you wish them well or at least no longer wish them harm? Remember, it's okay to be where you're at. If you're not there yet, simply go back to being witnessed, to telling the story and naming the hurt until you feel a shift especially with big hurts. It might take many instances of being witnessed as layers of the experience are released. And as you're witnessed, the story evolves. New awarenesses emerge and what you think and how you feel about it shifts and changes. In practitioner training, we had to go through this process where we wrote out the timeline of our lives. And this process came after three years, or was it four? At least three years of being dedicated to what we often call like cleaning the swamps, right? Where you dig in and you pull up that which is holding you back and you go through this forgiveness process of healing so that the water of your soul is clear so that you can then hold space for other people to do this work with you. And after three years of doing that work, we, we do this exercise uh, where we wrote the timeline of our life and we listed all the major events in chronological order. And I remember looking at my timeline, you know, so in front of me is a paper, papers actually, um, that had the story of my childhood. It had the story of my life. And I remember looking at it and, and remembering how afraid I felt as a child. 
my sisters and I were often left alone. And I had this story that my childhood was so difficult and scary. And then it struck me that the divine was always with me. I was protected. I was actually never alone. And I was so surprised to think and feel this, that awareness instantly freed me of this story that I had had. And, I'm, and I don't say this to deny my experience. I don't, but I am able to look at it now from a different vantage point. In that moment, I could see my childhood differently. And I remembered that there was this one time that we had actually started a kitchen, uh, started a fire in the kitchen because the toaster cord was touching a stove burner that got accidentally turned on when my sister was cleaning the stove. Like this is what happens when kids are left alone, right? They, they start fires in the kitchen. Um, and, and we called 911 and we called a neighbor who came over and helped and, and no one was injured, not even the kitchen, miraculously. Although I don't think the toaster survived. <laughs> but we were so fortunate and we were protected. I could start to see all of a sudden, where we're looking at this from this new vantage point that I could see I was never alone, that I was actually protected by the divine. And in that moment, I could take that little girl in my, in my arms, the, the little me who had been afraid and scared, and I can give her all the comfort and reassurance she needed then I can give it to her now. Now the facts of this experience haven't changed. There was still a fire in the kitchen, but my story has changed. Instead of looking outward at what somebody else should have been and they should have done and it's their fault, I can now shift that into a new story of love and compassion for myself and appreciation and gratitude for the divine that was actually always there. This is what forgiveness does. Forgiveness enables you to tell a new story. And you know, with enough of this forgiveness work, I can also even look at the adults in my life and make up a new story about them and what they were going through and who they are and who they were. And telling this new story, it frees me to create a new future. It frees me from my victimhood. You know, throughout the writing of the Book of Forgiving, they consulted leading experts on forgiveness around the world. And on page 133, they write, every one of them said how important it is to be able to tell a new story and how this ability is a sign of healing and wholeness. So here's your second question. Can you tell a new story? Reverend Umfo wrote on page 138, this she wrote about her own experience. And this is how she told a new story. I've had to realize that I, 
I forgive not for the perpetrator, but for my daughters to heal, for me to heal, and for all of us to go on and live our lives without fear and hatred being the defining details. The story, the story of Angela's murder and her murderer will always be a part of our story, a part of my daughter's childhood, but I forgive so that it is not the main plot of our life story and so that we can go on to write new stories, better stories, happier stories. So today I ask you, who would you be if you were able to tell a new story about who you are? And this is where our spiritual awareness and practice can strengthen our resolve, open our hearts and heal our minds, no matter what you've been through. No matter where you're at or how you feel, I invite you to take the following affirmations into your heart and mind. I'm reading from this little book, This Thing Called You by Ernest Holmes. It's on page 140. This is a book that we're, we're wrapping up our class on this book. I'm just finishing a class on it. And I invite you to just listen to this, even if you want to close your eyes and listen to this. Imagine that you're saying this as I read it from the first person. I realize that there is a divine presence at the center of my being. I let this recognition flow through my entire consciousness. I let it reach down into the very depths of my being. I rejoice in this realization. The perfect life of God is in and through me in every part of my being. As the sun dissolves the mist, so my acceptance of life dissolves all pain and discord. The life of the spirit is my life. All of its strength is my strength. Its power is my power. Its body, my body. I am born of the spirit. I am in the spirit. I am the spirit made manifest. This is the story of your divinity. And my hope is that it inspires you to embrace your humanity, embrace your past, embrace where you've been, what you've been through, and embrace our shared humanity from this place of oneness, of freedom, of acceptance and forgiveness. We are empowered to choose forgiveness and to fully embody peace and not just the veneer of peace not just a fleeting moment of numbness, but as the truth of who and what we are, who you've always been, and who you are becoming more and more of every day. May this infinite presence make itself known in you, connecting you with your truth and connecting you with love and with all of the important people in your life. And so it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm.